You are listening to Baseball Zealot Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. My name is Tom Nelson, and I'm coming to you from Urbana, Illinois. Uh, it is, it is uh, show number 46, and it is July 24th, 2008. It is the 25th anniversary of the Pine Tar incident, and from, I think, I believe it was the Yankee Stadium, uh, George Brett had, uh, had his little temper tantrum, uh, 25 years ago today. Anyway, is gonna be a good show today. We have Eric Manning. He writes for Future Redbirds, uh, it is a, a website that, uh, focuses on keeping track of, uh, of prospects from, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. They, uh, do daily farm reports of, of the, the farm system, uh, the Cardinals, uh, pretty, pretty thorough, I think. Anyway, Eric, uh, welcome to the show. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me on on George Brett's Pine Farm. Yeah, did you have, did you, are you old enough to, to remember that? Uh, I was probably like seven years old at the time, right. so I don't remember much, but I've, or played many, many a time. Right. No, I, I remember that. I actually watched that game live on television, and boy, the one thing I remember was, was Brett coming out of that dugout, and boy, was he, was he fast. He, he came out, his arms were just going everywhere, and he was like red as a beat coming out to the umpire. Oh my god. And yeah, it was, uh, it was something else, but, uh, but I guess, the, you know, the Royals, they, they appealed the, the whole thing, and 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 they, they, I guess it was the AL president uh, uh, supported the appeal. Uh, so he got his home run. I guess they played the game. They they finished the game. I guess it was about a month later, and the Royals won the game by 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 run. So anyway, uh, I, I suppose as a Cardinal fan, you're not a huge fan of the Royals. So <laughs> oh, we we still. Uh... Hold a grudge against right. Dickinger and his blown call and all that. Stuff. Right, right, right. So, so anyway, tell me a little bit about uh, Future Redbirds, uh, the website. I, I, I've checked that out. It looks looks fantastic. Well, I started it um, a couple years ago. Since then, we've had a little over a million visitors to the site. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and uh, we just cover the farm system from you know AAA on down to the rookie leagues. Uh-huh. Now and then we might talk about, you know, the Venezuelan and Dominican teams they have, and we just try and cover it from from top to bottom. Yeah, I, I was uh, looking through it, and I see you've got uh, prospect lists, you've got, uh, like I say, daily farm reports, uh, depth charts. Uh, any Cardinal fan who you know wants to take a good look at the far uh, at the farm system and see who's coming up to the majors in the next couple of years. Years would do well to take a look at the the website. How I guess what as, as a as someone who you know has their own blog, I'm curious what tools do you use to uh, to do your research? And there are plenty out there right now, but some better than others. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I started off. You know, I, I think most people just kind of uh, Baseball America is obviously a great resource as far as for scouting reports, and I mean. It's, pretty accessible to anybody. And then, um, of course, I, I use earthsinning.com a lot as far as statistics go uh-huh. um, because it kind of goes beyond just, you know, your typical numbers like home runs, RBIs, and batting average. Sure. That, you know, how players are making contact, how, you know, patient are they, how much power are they really hitting for, and, 
you can also, you know, they have park factors and lead, you know, rates and everything else, so it kind of helps you keep things in context. And there's just a lot of different websites like minor league splits and, and, uh, you know, just different things out there. And then just through time, um, I've gotten to know, um, you know, different people in the baseball industry who, you know, are willing to share their two cents with me. Right. Um, you know, which is, which is nice. And, uh, so just get our information from really a plethora of information of scouting and sabermetrics and right. all that good stuff. And it kind of comes for a nice little hodgepodge and it's how we break down the prospects. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've used, uh, first inning, uh, dot com myself uh it, it's one of the more under uh underrated uh web, websites out there for uh for uh minor league uh stats and i i i've tried to plug it a few times uh, uh myself and it is it is handy it's what it's got a feature i think that not every site has where you can actually plug in if you log in you can plug plug in players you want to follow and you know it, it has like it's essentially a my page where the ones you want to follow can be on your page, and, and, and you can quickly look and see. Oh, okay, you know, you know Sean Roof, for example. Sean Roof is doing you know this, and and a few players you want to follow quickly are on a page. You can see right away without having to go to all the team pages. Uh, you can see right away how they're doing, and I like that feature a lot. But I noticed, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I noticed that you use uh, use first first inning. I was going to ask you about that. You, so you you're you're a big fan of that. Have you have you used um uh, baseball references, uh, minor league pages that they've just recently have, have uh, started to deploy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I like the fact that they, um, one thing that I've really found there that they, I can't find anywhere else is they actually, not for every catcher, but for most catchers, and I think eventually as the season progresses, they get kind of caught up with the stats, but they have, you know, the amount of, you know, the percentage of stolen bases that they, you know, uh, Throw out oh, or I didn't, or I didn't know that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's so good to know. If you go to like, yeah, you can find out like you know the amount of attempts and the amount that have actually gone through. So it kind of gives you an idea of you yeah know, who's got the gun down there in the farm and you know. And when you're talking about minor league uh, uh, catchers, that's one thing that's really nice to know because by the time they get to the majors, you pretty much already know who's who's got a good arm and who doesn't. But uh, that's something that's good to know from my from a minor league point of view. Um, do you get uh, do you get contacted by uh, by minor league players or or even you know minor league players' fathers uh, by chance ever? I don't want to give anybody away, obviously. No, I'd ask you to give 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 me names. That's for that's for sure. But I'm just in, in general. Do you? Oh well, yeah. I mean, sometimes you know, parents of players um, or you know, different friends or. Sure. Or acquaintances of theirs, you know, sometimes will will give us information and right. uh, kind of let us know some of the the story of of what's going on, kind of behind the scenes, and exactly. you know, get to know just you know from glancing at a stat page or or reading, you know, kind of a uh, like a scouting report that maybe is just kind of more of a a general generic kind of thing. Right. And so yeah, it's definitely good to to um to get that and I haven't really had to try really hard it's just I guess you just put the information out there and you never know it, who's reading it it sort of happens yeah exactly now I have to ask uh, what is what is the deal with uh, the Amore Marti watch oh <laughs> it's just kind of a, a humorous thing it's kind of uh-huh. uh, we just, it's kind of a um, 
a twist on like the Chuck Norris. Fact That's what I was going to say. Is it, is it the uh, Chuck Norris of the future Redbirds? I, uh, if anyone, if, if you're interested in knowing what, what we're talking about, just uh, go to futureredbirds.net and, uh, and by the way, it is futureredbirds.net. Uh, I realized that when I went to futureredbirds.com, uh, go to futureredbirds.net and you'll see the, the, the Amori Marti watch and, uh, um, and you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, but the whole, uh, uh, Amori Marti watch is quite humorous. Uh, I read the whole, I read the list. It's quite, it's quite funny. Well, he's kind of, kind of become like this, you know, legendary figure in the Cardinal system because he was drafted, um, in the 20th round a okay. couple years back. Uh, he's a Cuban immigrant, he, you know, escaped from Cuba or whatever. And right. for some reason, I don't know how he exactly got in the draft versus where they had to sign him as a creator. Right. He had lived in, in the country a little too long in order to to uh, just be signed as a free agent, so he had to go through the draft. Okay. The Cardinals took a shot at him because you know he's this, supposedly this big muscular guy, and that's where we kind of the, the legend kind of grows. As uh-huh. we, you know, gathering reports that they've heard, and it turns out you know he's 32 years old. Okay. Uh-huh. And so it's just kind of you know with the whole Latin Americans, you never can kind of no exactly. Sometimes there's always a kind of mystery behind their age and. Um, he's basically just playing in the Mexican League, and he's tearing the cover off the ball, but, of course, nobody sees him unless you're in the Mexican League, so uh, yeah. that's just a take that he's, you know, this kind of this legendary figure down there in Mexico, you know, beating the crap out of baseball and <laughs> whatever else he gets his hands on, I guess. Well, I think, I think, I think it's quite clever of you guys to do all that. It's quite, it's quite humorous. Uh, so anyway, can it give me a sense of what's going on in the, uh, in the Cardinals, uh, farm system? What's, uh, what's, What's happening? Who's good? Who's uh, who's not? What's uh, what's happening? Yeah, first of all, it's been a really disappointing season for Kobe uh, Rasmus. He got off to a really slow start his first couple of months. Apparently, the organization um, wanted him to learn to hit the ball the other way, and he's definitely more of a dead pole hitter. Um, you know, he just was ranked you know among the top ten in Baseball America's prospects this past year. He just Got into a real big funk, right. and then he started to climb out of it uh, the last couple of months. And then he had some issues with uh, like a groin pull; he missed like three weeks. And then he comes back, and right. only to hurt his knee on a check swing, he tore his MCL, and so now he was selected for the Olympics, and he's not going to be able to make it for that. And he may be out for you know the rest of the season. Oh, and no. he's looking a little more hopeful. Um, you know, he probably will be able to be in the Arizona Fall League or, or something like that. Right. So maybe, maybe a September call-up, um, but it's, I'm not so sure about that. So um, it's been a little disappointing on that end, but I, I still think he's the best prospect in the system. He's a five-tool outfielder, outfielder that can, can do everything. Um, and then we also got Chris Perez, who's a, a nasty um, nasty, hard-throwing closer. Um, I was drafted out of Miami a couple years ago in the supplemental round, and he was called up to the big leagues and kind of lost the feel for his slider. So he's recently been been uh, demoted back to AAA to kind of work on that. And they definitely really could use him because the Cardinals bullpen right now is just he, really he's doing okay. out of first place because of the bullpen, basically. He he's doing okay in AAA, right? I mean, when he well, just last night he struck out the side, right? Um, didn't allow a hit, so he's he's coming back around, and hopefully, you know, he'll be able to 
um, right the ship and get back up because our, you know, major league bullpen is definitely, you know. Right. Them. Yeah, you definitely could use them. Yeah, I know that. So, um, outside of that, we have a catching prospect, Brian Anderson, who's, uh, you know, I think he's only 20 or 21 years old. He just got called up. Uh, he was called up early in the year to AAA, you know, which is pretty exciting at, at that young of a level or yet young of an age, I should say, um, to be called up to that level. And, um, he doesn't really hit for a lot of power. Um, he doesn't, he's not the most best defensive catcher in the world, but he's improving in that regard. And, uh, you know, he's hitting well over 300 at both levels. And, uh, so, so he's pretty exciting, but unfortunately he's blocked by Yadier Molina. Um, yeah. All right. I don't know if that's an unfortunate thing to have. Too no, many no, exactly. You don't want to, <laughs> that's the kind of problems you like to have, exactly. Yeah. So, this could be, you know, on the trading block, you know, or, or just days away from that deadline coming up here. So, um, you know, I kind of look for him possibly to move and, um, just, just a lot of different stuff. We have a few, uh, uh, we drafted Brett Wallace, uh, in the first round and I'm not sure exactly where he'll fit on the diamond, but there's no question he'll, he'll hit and you look at the whole even if you know he ends up being a first baseman eventually um when you look at the whole brewers getting cc sabathia for matt laporta you know right if he doesn't work out with the cardinals i mean he's definitely a, a very um you know something that gms would covet you know his, his bat was something that they would covet and could be willing to you know to to work in a deal with for you know some big time help of some sort, you know, come some deadline. So, um, so yeah, it's an interesting time. Um, I feel like uh, Jeff Lunau has, has done a good job um, taking the farm system from being, you know, pretty pretty pathetic a few years ago to, to respectable uh, in just a short time that he's been there. So. Yeah, I was, I noticed that, uh, I guess you can't, you can't really, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, over simplifying it when you look at the win-loss records of a minor league team, but if you do if you do do that, you know the the Cardinals farm system is actually doing pretty well. Unless, um, if you take out the the Gulf Coast League team, which I guess is off to a pretty poor start, but other than that, you know they're doing pretty well. There are a couple teams that are uh, the Double A teams in first place. Um, of course, again, I say that that's kind of a misleading. Sometimes, but uh, uh, they're you know they seem to be doing well. Um, I I just noticed that uh, you have uh, Josh Phelps on your Triple A team. I that that guy jumps around so 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 many times. Yeah. Uh, but you know, boy, he came up when he came out so touted uh, as a rookie. Um, yeah, I guess it was uh, Toronto, I think. Uh, and he, he had so much potential and, well, I see he's doing fairly well. He's got some, got a little bit of power, but, um, I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I think his, his time has pretty much been out, but I guess he's found some, uh, found some playing time with, uh, with a Triple A team and, uh, for the Cardinals. Well, the encouraging thing to me is that the Memphis team used to be so filled with guys like Josh Phelps. Oh yeah. Who were, you know, kind of maybe these prospects at one time who, for one reason or another, fizzled out, and they're you know, yeah. quadruple-A journeymen. And <laughs> the nice thing now is that the, the triple-A team is becoming more and more homegrown, and it's, it's actually, you know, has prospects like a sure. Corey Rasmus, like a Brian Anderson, like a Chris Perez, 
Um, you know, I could kind of go on a little bit, but sure, sure. it's nice to see that instead of just the, the Memphis team has just always been, well, not, I, don't, I shouldn't say always, but has long been a joke. I don't think they had a winning season since Albert Pujols was there. And, you know, now they're, you know, like you said, winning some games and it's because they actually have some real talent there and for the first time in a long time. And it's not just, I mean, yeah, they have a Josh Phelps or, yeah. or you know, Brian Barden, but they're not. I don't see, uh, I don't see too many others now. Yeah. So. Now, Ryan Ludwig, was he homegrown? No, he came from the, uh, um, I believe he was drafted originally by the A's. Okay. And he kind of moved around a little bit. He had some, some injury issues. And, uh, you know, but it was a, obviously had some power yeah. and just never put it together because of, because of the injuries. And, uh, he was, uh, a minor league free agent. Um, you know, just the kind of people I was just kind of complaining about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice find. <laughs> he's what, 29, 30 um, now, I think. Yeah, I think he's 29. And so, but definitely a nice find. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No complaints for your end, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, I have no problem with them taking shots on guys like that. I just, don't like it when you see the whole AAA team filled with, you know, 30, 30 year olds, so. Sure, sure. Uh, I don't know if you'll know the answer to this question, but, but I don't. Is Jared Hoffauer related to the Cubs Hoffauer, Micah? Yeah, I, I kind of, I think he is. I he think must I've be. read it before, but I can't say 100% that he right. is. Right. Um, That's just an off, offhand question, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know Micah's hit very well. Triple A for the Iowa Cubs, and he's seen some big league time. And, right. And uh, Jared, you know, he's different. He plays second base. He gets on base a lot. He's um, can hit for a pretty decent average. Doesn't have a whole lot of power, but you know, he draws his fair share of walks. And I kind of like to see him get more of an opportunity in the big leagues. I know Aaron Miles is playing really well, but he's you know eventually going to wake up and remember he's Aaron Miles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one of those players yeah. where he could actually you know. Get a chance to move someone from from Tripoli to that that spot. Not like your other positions, yeah, you know, up on a major major league level. Who, you know, you, you know, all your other, you know, eight eight positions are pretty well. I mean, solid. I think second base, eh, you know, Aaron Miles. Like you say, he's gonna wake up and remember he's Aaron Miles, and you know, that's kind of that bang average is gonna dip a little bit, and and then what else is he good for? But uh, so yeah. Um, how are things, how are things looked down, you know, along, you know, double A, single A, even, I mean, uh, things, things look pretty solid on the, on, on the Cardinals, uh, farm system? Yeah, well, in double A, they have Jesse Todd, um, he was drafted out of Arkansas, I believe it was in the second round, uh, just a year ago. He's already in double A, um, he was in the Futures game, um, which was obviously an honor for anyone. Oh, yeah. Though this year's futures game was kind of watered down with the whole Olympic trials and everything yeah. else, but um, yeah. I think he was deserving of being there. He's, he's um, got good control. He's got an average fastball, but a, a really plus slider, and uh, plus he's just really got an aptitude to pitch. I mean, he really knows how to attack hitters in different ways. He's kind of beyond his his years in that regard. Um, just a mature approach. Um, he's picked up a cutter relatively easy. He's picked up a two-seam fastball relatively easy. He's got a, a decent changeup, and so he's got a kind of a different kind of delivery. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. He just kind of hops at the mound, and it looks like there's a lot of effort to it. But you know, at worst, he's going to be a, a decent setup reliever, I, I believe. Right. Um, 
they have their former first-round pick, Adam Adovino, um, who I interviewed on the site uh, a week or so ago. And um, he's kind of struggled a little bit. He, he did pretty well in, in uh, A-ball last year for Palm Beach. Um, had a nice strikeout rate. and um, You know, he throws a, a good fastball in 92, 93, 94. Um, he's got a, a decent slider, but he just kind of, I, I, he had some issues with his, his shoulder. He missed a couple of starts and he just has really struggled, but he's kind of turned it around a little bit lately. So, so that's exciting. Uh, you know, that he's finally kind of figuring it out and hopefully he won't be, you know, you hate to see a first round pick go bust. Oh, I know, um, yeah. And then you have John Jay who's hitting, you know, Right around 300 all year. He was out of Miami, another second round pick in the 2006 draft. And, um, down in A ball, um, let me think here. You have Daryl Jones, who actually was just called up to double A. And he's one of these guys who's, you know, drafted out of high school basically because, you know, he makes scouts really excited with his speed and arm strength and all the tools he just has not hit. And he seems to really have figured it out this year. He's, he's hitting, you know, you know, well above average for a Florida State League, which can really be murder on, on a, a young hitter because it's just, you know, they're playing a lot of big parks and the balls really don't travel very well out there. Sure, and right. He's just really smoking the ball and, um, like I said, a five tool guy. Um, and if he does put it all together, I could see him having, um, you know, possibly, you know, some Curtis Granderson like kind of impact. I don't want to, you know, say he's that guy, but yeah. <laughs> so, right. strikes out a lot, but a guy who can steal some bases, hit some home runs, and some triples, and right. you know, play a good outfield. So, um, there's there's some reasons to believe that this farm system is is improving and getting better. And then down at the low A level, um, for the Quad Cities, we have Pete Cosma, who's the number one pick. He's a shortstop. He's got a great glove. He just um, yeah, not everybody's sold on his swing. They're not sure he's going to hit for much power, but he should hit for some average. Um, he's kind of a not a real popular pick, but he's playing pretty well for you know considering sure. he's a year moved out of high school. And Brett Wallace is just you know tearing the cover off the ball since he's been a professional, and I think he has like a like a over a thousand ops already. And oh wow, yeah. You know, the short do, time that he's been playing. Do you get, do you get to go over to, um, the Quad City Bandit to, to see them play? Cause I know you, you told me you're from Iowa. I don't know how, how close you are to the Quad Cities, but I'm curious if you get to go see them play, play at all. Cedar Rapids. So I, I can't make the trip out there. It's about a two hour drive. Okay. Normally I just wait for them to come here. They play the Cedar <laughs> Rapids Colonels. The Colonel, yeah, Colonel, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I tend to, I'm always make sure that I'm out there, which is coming up soon, and I'm really hoping they don't promote Wallace before, um, you know, he makes it out here. So. Right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a nice opportunity to get to see him in person. Oh, sure. More. So. Let's, um, move quickly to the, the, the majors. What's your take on how the Cardinals are doing this year? Uh, you've got to be pretty, got to be pretty, um, somewhat excited in how they're, uh, how the Cardinals, the big team's doing this year. Yeah, well, I wish you had asked me three days ago. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but now the Brewers has just bumped them down. Well, you, and, you and me both, right? I'm a Cub fan, so I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been kind of rough watching them figure things out and right. get decent at the end. I guess the Cubs got hard, and he's been pretty lights out. They just need to right. 
afford him with some runs, but it's it's definitely been a pleasant surprise. I really had the Cardinals pegged for, I mean, a lot of the experts thought that they would be very good, and I kind of had them pegged for maybe fourth uh-huh. place. Or, and, you know, I thought the Reds would be a little better than they were, but, um, you know, it's it's definitely been a pleasant surprise. I mean, obviously, Rick Ankiel is just one of the better stories uh-huh. in the game right now. Him and Josh Hamilton probably have the, the, the two best stories. And you know, oh, Ryan sure. Ludwig, you know, yeah. from being, you know, out of nowhere to being an all-star. And what he's done has been pretty special. Of course, you have Albert, and he's, you know, always going to give you steady production. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pitching rotation has been the, the biggest surprise. Todd Wellmeyer all of a sudden has gone from, you know, just this outcast to being a pretty decent major league starter. He's had some injury issues and he's kind of been banged up a little bit, but he seems to be getting there. And then, uh, you know, it, it's surprising they're at where they're at without Carpenter and without Wainwright. And those two guys are about to come back. So hopefully that'll give them a, a boost. Um, what they need now, though, and I, as I kind of alluded to earlier, is the bullpen. They've uh-huh. blown a league leading save. I don't even know the number right now. Off the top of my head, I don't even want to know. But yeah, exactly. If it wasn't for the bullpen, you know, they definitely would be, you know, either at first or really, you know, yeah, they'd, they'd be in first. So I, no. I just been kind of disappointing seeing them kind of melt down so frequently. But, you know, hopefully they'll make some moves at the deadline or, or, uh, or something. Now, M- Mark Mulder is coming back soon. Is that correct? Or, or is it pushed back a little bit? I think or does I that doesn't matter. a long time that he's done. Um, <laughs> he's just trying really hard, and I appreciate the effort. And that right. Guy, as a prospect watcher, of course, just the thought of Heron and Barton for Mulder. Right. Just, you probably have seen a lot of him just because he's been, what, in double A and then triple A too. Um, yeah. And he's he's been up, there, up and down, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he tries to, you know, to... He's got some of his velocity back with the new arm angle, but then he has out okay. the Phillies in last less than an inning, and now he's, you know getting all these different opinions from doctors if he could still play or not. And I just I think the guy's just too far gone at this point. I think yeah, well I yeah I hate to say it, but I think I think it may be too. But but you are getting Carpenter back. Carpenter is coming back soon, and is that correct? And it's and like it, he. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, it, 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 and as well as uh, um, Wainwright as well, right? They seem to be encouraged about Wainwright, and I, I think they'll get him back um, right. you know, early August. Carpenter might take a little while longer. He's um, He had a double-A start. He, I think he threw four innings, had four strikeouts, one hit, four walks. He was kind of upset that his control wasn't there, but I mean, he's right. back from Tommy John surgery, so I could understand. That's certainly understandable. You know, he hasn't pitched in a long time, so sure. Um, you know, he's got to work on that. I, I didn't hear his velocity was that great. I heard it was, you know, ninety was what he topped out at. He was more in eighty six, eighty eight. Okay. But I, you know, as he's throwing and getting strength back in his arm, I'm sure that'll come back. And you know, hopefully he'll be the the carpenter of old. I don't know if I fully expect that to happen this year. Um, but you know, hopefully, you know. Uh, later in the season, he might regain some of that form, and I, I expect him to be at least, you know, at least decent as he, when he comes when he's ready to come back um, and pitch in the Cardinal uniform again this year. So. Okay, yeah. The my head as a as a Cub fan, my head tells me, you know, to be afraid of the Brewers, but 
I tell you, if the Cardinals have been, you know, this strong so far, and they played, you know, all this whole season without Carpenter, and they played, you know, pretty much the full season without uh, Wainwright, and they're coming back, and I don't know, I just, it just, I don't know, I'm just a little bit worried. <laughs> just a little bit worried. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's, it's, it's gonna be a tough three three team race. It's gonna be a, a good, good solid race in NL Central. It really will be. Yeah, absolutely, and that's I think exciting because you know. Oh yeah. Dubbed the the Comedy Central and now are the best division, you know, um, in a, possibly in the National League and possibly in all of baseball. So I. You know, it's it's definitely an exciting time to to see all these teams in it, and you know, just to me, the Cardinals, it's, as long as they can either straighten things out in the bullpen or, or yeah. somehow think they'll be all right. Other than that, I, I don't know um, how well they'll hang in there. And just the Cubs' offense is just insanely scary. So, well, we'll see, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. I hope you're right about the about the offense part, but uh, well, we'll see. Uh, we've been talking to, uh, Eric Manning. He's, uh, he writes for the, uh, FeatureRedbirds.net. Uh, I encourage anyone who's interested in, in, uh, the Cardinals or the Cardinals farm system, uh, definitely check it out. Anything exciting coming up on, uh, Future Redbirds that you want to talk about? Uh, right at the moment, not necessarily. Um, we're just, I just kind of switched it over to having hosted myself, and so I've been, Kind of working with more of the the boring behind the scenes stuff, but well, that's not boring. That's just uh, that's exciting stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just, well, of course, but just for you and me, though, not the not the <laughs> readers, though. But yeah, no, I did wants notice to really that. Hear about that. Yeah, no, but, uh, um, you know, coming towards the end of the season, we'll we profile. We try and have a profile of each of the prospects. We of course will go through and rank the prospects. Right. Um, you know, and, and different things like that, and um, we always get interviews. We've interviewed. Jeff Lunau, who's the you know director uh, of the scouting and, and everything else, and so I'm sure we'll have some some good guests for a little Q and A. That's cool. Yeah. Um, do you uh, you cover the Arizona uh, Fall League? I'm sure, right? You do Definitely. A lot. And I'm actually going to try and make it out there this year. Are you? So, yeah. yeah our our, our co co writer goes out there every uh, every fall and does a lot of. He does a show from from out there, and he writes a lot about that. Yeah, that, that's a lot of fun. One of these days, I want to go out there. What did, did you go last year? No, this will be my first time. Oh, so good for but you. I definitely, I'm sure it's going to be a pretty cool experience if I get to right. go. So I'll keep my fingers crossed on that. I I have a uh, uh, a Scottsdale uh, Scorpions hat. Uh, cause I know that Pujols was on that, was, was on that team when he, he was like the MVP that year, I think, the year that he went out there, one of the years he played on the, on the team. So it's very cool. Yeah, I have fun when you go out there. That definitely will. Alright, well we're gonna close out the show. I appreciate you, uh, taking some time out to talk to us. I, I think, I think you've got a great site, and I, again, I encourage people to go out to futureredbirds.net. Alright, well thanks for having me. And I want to, uh, let's give out our address. Uh, anyone who wants to check out our, our blog, it's, uh, thebaseballzealot.com. And if you want to give it, send us an email, give us any feedback, it's feedback at thebaseballzealotradio.com. And I think that's it. I'm going to close out the show. Thanks again, Eric, and we'll be talking to you later. All right. Thank you.